Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Supervalue GA podcast on wearecabin.com. I'm Damien Donahue, and I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the Anglo Celt, as we look ahead to a very busy weekend in uh, Cavan football, Paul. It's, I suppose, Cavan ladies, the minors are in the All Ireland semi final, the minors fo- lads are in the uh, Ulster semi final. Cavan, of course, took on their own massive story there with the two lads being exonerated. And uh, and that's not even to mention the fact that the club scene is coming to the very end of the of the alley or the All County Football League. So it's 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 outrageous busy. We won't get time really to mention the the club scene that much, but um, great time to be a supporter of Cavan GA. It is, yeah. Look, the sun is shining, and I put up a tweet earlier um, saying that you know there's been a lot of criticism of Matty McLean and, and from myself included, fair I I think, but um, there has been quite a bit of of strong criticism. But if you masterminds a win over to our own tomorrow, 24 hours away from when we're here in the sun in Brewster Park, he will be completely vindicated. Let's say that on the record right now. Regardless, it doesn't matter if it's the worst game in the world. If Cavan win that game by one point, he's vindicated. And everything he's done to this point is justified because it's a results business. And, you know, that sounds like a contradiction because it was such doom and gloom after the Darren game and they won. Yeah. And if I'm, I, how can I sit here and say it's a results business yet? Yet there's doom and gloom um, after beating Darren. I think it's because I wrote this week that Cavan supporters are there can be unrealistically demanding and they can be a bit negative at times, but they're knowledgeable enough too, and they're they're knowledgeable enough to know that, as I wrote last week, when when you rip up the roadmap halfway through a journey, it's because you're lost, and that's what Cavan have done in the qualifiers, and that is. You know, so that puts it all in context and also coming from an ultra defensive system a few years ago we decided four years ago that system was not fit for purpose now we've gone back to it Could I just want to point out you had nothing to do with the decision <laughs> <laughs> we decided <laughs> I, think, I think Terry Highland and co could take most of the responsibility for that one but, but you're right no Cavan did and, and, and there was a reason Cavan threw out that ultra defensive system was that it brings you to a certain level and, and you're the you you wrote in the previous week's paper that you get a certain bounce. Yeah, from. you do get a bounce from it. Like, and you'll find with Carlo now, uh, like they're the poster boys for it at the minute. You know, their progress will stop if they don't uh, refine that system and start attacking more. Because what will happen is they're up a division now. They're going to find results harder to come by. That system is entirely based. Um, and Mickey Hannon wrote about this as well. It's entirely based on every man buying into it and doing his job. If one man doesn't do it in a high press, and Hannon wrote about that, how that applies in basketball, hockey as well. Yeah. When you're pressing up, we'll say, uh, the other team's kick out, and, you're, and also at the other end of the field when you're flooding bodies back, if, if every man doesn't buy into it and do it, um, you might as well not be doing it because the holes have been there in the armour. So it's very dependent on a high motivation level. And if the motivation dips... You'll start to lose games. You're going. You're, then you're playing this style of football, which is not particularly enjoyable to play. But you do it because you're getting the results. If the motivation dips, it's still not enjoyable. Then you don't get the results. Then the game becomes a chore, mm. and it's a, vi- a vicious circle is created. You start to lose players then in the off season, and that's what that's what we found in 2014, and we don't want that again. It's wonderful 
to uh, to see that Michael Hannon and his and his columns have gone to a national media buzz. Ie the so called weaker podcast. Um, Mark Farley, of course, a killing care man, but he, he brought up Michael's column from not this week's paper, but the previous week where he explains the difference between uh, a press, a full press or uh, or basically the retreating back and, and sitting on the 45. And he's uh, I, I was just I was texting Michael Hannon just to let him know he, he's made it now. The National Airwaves are, are on to him. But it's it's in fairness. Don't, to be, don't be giving Mickey Hannon ideas because we want to hold on to him in Anglo Celt. Yeah. Uh, but but I think it's only a matter of time before he snapped up by a national media outlet because he's, he knows the game so well and in fairness to him as the, as the columns have gone on now what is it three four years would it be the, his his ability to to explain what he's trying to say now I think is actually getting better and better and better like that was I thought the one about the difference between a high press and, and a and, or full court press basically and what it what it happens when you retreat back that the, the, the different positions you're pressing from creating pressure on I thought that that was just brilliantly explained like because the, there's and, and his point on the podcast with us last week was you can't you can't do a high press on a kick out on the opposition's kick out and then retreat back straight away to be in your 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 blanket defence on the forty five. It, it it's counterproductive. You're wasting energy doing pushing up to push back down again. So I thought it was a very very valid point, which is absolutely brilliant. But Mickey also, I don't know that he invent this term or what. But have you heard him talking about wasted pace? Oh yeah, yeah I love yeah, that one. Yeah. and I noticed it, and it's an education. Listen to him, and I noticed it against Darren last week because. At a couple of times, Cavan had retreated back into their position. Down were playing the ball around, and the down full back had picked up the ball on his own forty-five, and he bust up the field for thirty yards, and then he laid off, and that's you, wasted pace. The one thing now that I I have to slightly well, not no, it's not a disagreement, but it's an observation and maybe an extension onto what Mickey talks about wasted pace being between the two forty-fives, or that where you really want the pace is inside the forty-five of, yeah. of the attacking end of the field. They, the difference with with how you get that, so I don't think that just anybody who happens to be running from one forty five to the other at speed that that's all going into the category of wasted pace because the the ideal scenario is that if you leave a few players up inside the forty five they use their pace inside the forty five the quicker you can get the ball up to the players that use their pace inside the forty five the better chance they have of getting a score because there's less numbers filtering back so while I agree with him. There's no point in everybody running between 145 and the next because that's wasted pace. You haven't really got an advantage to get the score. There's a very simple solution to that. Leave some players up in that far 45 and therefore they can use their pace in the right areas. But where we're seeing with Cavan at the minute is that there's no players inside that far 45. Like how many times during the commentary last week did we state that, you know, Kieran Brady is the is the player on the ball for Cavan? He's the farthest player up the field for Cavan. Yeah. Or another couple of examples: Martin Riley was another one. So it it you have to have Mick Flynn to bring it back to the ladies. One Mick Flynn says we want to have a target for our backs to hit when they come out with possession of the ball. Yeah. Cavan don't have a target at the minute. There's nobody up there. You can overcomplicate it. You know, I don't want to sound like a, one of these old timers, but like it is a simple game. Like, and you, sometimes you can throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and and that's it. And in the post-match interview, Matty Madeline said to me about you know, well, 
supporters and commentators you, you, you know you're leaking too much at the back and, and it's not good enough and then you go too defensive and it's not good enough either was kind of the gist of his point I'm not quoting him exactly but it was uh, there, there's and it's a phrase that's always used there's a balance to be struck and I think we've tipped the scale a wee bit too much but maybe it's the players just adjusting back to the defensive system you know as in getting that numbers back like because Cavan in fairness in the past, probably scored an awful lot more than they're currently scoring with that defensive system because more players were breaking at speed. You know, they had yeah. they had the ability to break the line. At the minute, I just don't know that we've enough players breaking at speed to to counteract the opposition. Yeah, well, you know, they always say that you really have to commit to the attack, like, and I didn't see that about Cavan last Saturday. Like, you didn't see any of these times really where there was a wave of players, four or five of them across the field literally flat out breakneck speed sprinting forward and you do see that particularly with Tyrone last year when they were running up big scores in Ulster it was so obvious what they were doing a fella would win a turnover or something and all over the field bang 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 it was like flares going off fellas just taking off that's it and we didn't see that from Cavan no we didn't and, and you'd have seen it originally with Donegal and yeah. they were the original team to, to do the counter attack as I said Cavan's counter attack at the minute leaves a little bit to be desired or, or to be questioned but a big plus for it now is the fact that Darren McVitie, Conor Mina are back. Darren McVitie's counter-attacking speed and probably ability to cover 45 to the far 20-metre line at speed is a huge advantage. Uh, give us give us your, your, your knowledge or what you know about what went on. How did Cavan get off? Well, uh, there was talk on Wednesday. I heard from a county board official that the, the appeal was going to be heard Wednesday night. So I'll tell you how these things work to the best of my knowledge. Um when a player is sent off uh, during a game, they're automatically um, suspended. Mm-hmm. And the the county will get an email at 10 o'clock usually in the morning on the next working day. It's a judge that, that the notification now, it used to be by post, now it's by email. And you're a judge to receive the notification at 10 a.m. the next working day. So they might be sent straight away or it might be sent that night or whatever, but 10 a.m. the next working day is when someone is expected to look at their email and receive this notification. From that point on, when you've been notified, you've got 72 hours um, it, to either accept, so it's a proposed suspension. Sorry, no, no. Just, just to go back a little bit here. If you're sent off during the yeah, game... Yeah, this is during the game. It's not a proposed suspension. Sorry, no. you know, during the game, it's a suspension. It's a suspension. Yeah, and you have 72 hours to then that you can appeal it. From the time of the end of the game, isn't it? No, it's from you get the notification. Oh, so still, But it is, uh, you are suspended, the notification just um, lets you know that you are suspended. Yeah, but someone did, someone pointed out to me that, that that there was some housekeeping done on this rule and it was tidied up a wee bit, but other sources that, that know the rule book well said to me that it's not. Like, Clano uh, did it a couple of years ago, where basically what, I, as to the best of my knowledge, what, what Cavan could have done in this case was, uh, because it happened after the game, yeah. so the player's not suspended, the first notification you receive is a proposed suspension. Right. You have 72 hours to to accept it. So that you get that Monday morning, Kevin had until Thursday morning to decide to accept or appeal to to the Central Hearings Committee. They then make a decision. If they had have decided on Thursday night that, that the players were guilty, that the infraction was proven, that's how they term it, Kevin could then appeal that. And Kevin so essentially what would have happened was on Thursday night, the decision would be made that... It's the word, no longer the suspended. a proposal, you're suspended. Yeah. Notification goes out Friday morning, yous have been suspended, and then you can appeal. You have 72 hours to appeal. So basically, by the time Cavan would have exhausted their appeal process, the 
the players would not have uh, technically been suspended and we could have played the players. That's the best of my understanding against Tyrone. But there was a chance then that when it would be heard, you might lose them for the following round. But what happened was, Kevin, so I heard on Wednesday that it was going to be heard Wednesday night. So basically, you'd get back to them in the morning or whatever within your 72 hours and they would they would agree that they would convene that evening. They're, they're, they meet fairly promptly on these things. But it didn't happen Wednesday and the word was that Kevin were, were looking for a loophole or a technicality. And sure enough, my understanding is that um, in a referee's report, there's a section where you, where you fill in the details of what happened during the match. And during in that section, I think this is correct. Now, uh, this is what I, my, my sources told me. In that section, it, uh, it was written that that uh, Cormac Riley sent off two players, but of course he didn't send them off during the match. He sent them off after the match. That's the technicality. That wasn't something that happened in the match. It shouldn't have been included there. Now, that's my understanding of it. Yeah. So um, also he mentioned the Mali later on, but when he mentioned the Mali after the match, he didn't name the players there. So it was it was a loophole. It was a technicality, and they were able to prove. Well, look. He said it happened during the match, but it didn't. He, he mentioned the players' names in the sending off during the match. Yeah, but they weren't. But he didn't during the match. mention them in the post-match melee. Yeah, and whereas that isn't factually correct. Uh, that's the match, the melee was post-match. The lads weren't sent off during the match. Yeah, that's that's what so I. That's, that's what my understanding of it. Was. So that was what the technicality was, and the the now the fact that Joe Brawley was t- was tweeting about it was interesting. I laughed when he said. I'm delighted to, to see young Dara McFeely get off. Dara's 25 in September, and he's in his sixth year on the team, and he's he's the senior man on the Cavan team. He's the captain of the team, so uh, he's a young man. Don't get me wrong, but Joe was putting out the projection that this, this is kid. He, this kid, this young fella, new new player, a young young Dara, <laughs> young Dara, and he was also putting out the projection that he had something to do. Well, that's what I mean. He was saying young Dara has been bullied by these big bullies in Crow Park, and and and. I stepped in. That's what I took to be. I stepped I in and got this right. Took yeah, to and because I did see people tweeting back, going, "Where are you involved?" Uh, Which I, Joe did not reply. To he didn't reply to. I wouldn't be surprised to see if he was involved. And and I know some sources in the county board said that to the best of their knowledge, he wasn't. Yeah. But he might have been. But if he was, we'll know better on Sunday because I, I don't think he'd be able to resist writing about it on Sunday in the pen column, which I love reading. I have to say. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Like he, as you, as you said, the sources within the county board have said to us that. He, to their knowledge, anyway, he wasn't involved. But that's not to say that somebody who helped out the county board didn't ring Joe and ask his opinion on it. But as you said, he'll he'll not resist the temptation on Sunday to give the exact details in his column. On, on the I I think he'll get he'll get it tight. But um, look, I. I'm delighted to see Connor, Mina, and Darren McFeely get off. Obviously, as any Cavan supporter is, we need everyone we we have. Uh, we're going to talk about Tyrone in a second, but we're playing Tyrone, uh, and we need everyone, and we particularly need Darren McFeely because he's a player that's irreplaceable for us because he's our, he's our best scoring threat. He's a player that can beat men with pace, and uh, he's a player that that I don't think without him we wouldn't have got promoted this year. So yeah. uh, he had a couple of extraordinary matches in the league, especially maybe the Cork game and the National League final before he went injured. Before he got injured, um, you know, so we we need that man fit and or sorry, we need him fit, but we need him available and we have him available and we've Conor Mina available as well uh, to come into the back line there as well. He played the back line the last day, so um, we need uh, all the players we can get. It's funny that I was looking at it, I was doing a wee bit of research on it and in 2014 when, when Cavan beat Tyrone in the first round of the under-21 game in, or under-21 Ulster Championship in Kingspan Breffney, Obviously, they went on to win Ulster and were robbed in an All Ireland semi-final by Dublin. But of that panel, of that of the lads who played in that campaign, there's eight of them, 
um, that that you'd imagine would be playing. So the two boys, obviously Connor and Dara, um, and Killian Clark would would make it eight players if Killian Clark is available. There's there's different speculation about Killian Clark whether the hamstring injury was that bad or not that kept him out last week. There's there's speculation he might be able to play. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh I don't know exactly what the situation is, but there, there's talk that he might be able to play. We haven't got access to the team at the minute, unfortunately. But uh, of course, he'd be an addition, great addition with the energy that they could bring on a hot evening. Like um, I think, I think if he if he hit top form, yeah. um, like he he has played well against Tyrone before. Um, t- two years ago, he, the cabin threw him in a full forward at one stage, and he ruffled Tyrone early on. But I mean, two years ago was a game that we that were. We're not going to forget too too quickly. No, and if you're sitting on the fence about whether to come to Brewster Park tomorrow evening, maybe this will change your mind. Looks like Tyrone's game now. They've controlled it for long periods. As I said earlier, they failed to put Calvin away, but Matty McLean's goal apparently has done that, and they're just coasting it now. Really entertaining day. Calvin came close to getting the goal they prayed, but it wasn't close enough. Tyrone... The wrong options, high ball into Mickey Graham, would have been totally outfielded in the full back line. Even the last free for Peter Riley there was a great fetch in the, in the square from the throne cornerback. Substitute that come on, sends that ball over the bar and increases the Tyrone lead to three points. Tyrone lead 16 points to two goals and seven. Calvin need a goal, Mickey. Yeah, we need a goal, Damien. That's just it. So it's now a Calvin kick out one there on the far side of the field by Jerry Smith. Gives it to Martin Riley. Back to Jerry Smith. He's got speed to go wide players. Decides he's going to turn back inside. Plays a cross field ball down towards Kieran Brady. Kieran Brady's got Rory Dunn. Rory Dunn's got Key and Mackey. Put it over the bar, Mackey. It's a goal chance. Maybe half a chance for Kieran Brady. High in the square. David Gemby. Yeah! Oh, That's a good David Gemby high. A rose higher than all in the road defenders. Has Kieran Nahala put the ball in for David Gemby to rise up on that. And now it's a draw game here. We've got 36 minutes on the clock, Damien. Four additional minutes being put up on the board, we've been told. Four additional minutes, three left to go, and it's a draw game. Yeah, you can't but listen to that and, and decide you want to go. As I, I was saying, you know, I was unfortunate enough in 2013, 14, the Derry game up in Celtic Park. I was at a family wedding. And I couldn't make the game. I was stuck to a phone. Myself and Owen McConnell actually in in Crover House listening into uh, listening into that game. It was actually Michael McGovern from Kilgarry, his his uh, his wedding, and uh, we were listening in. And I was just so gutted. I was enjoy I enjoyed the wedding. Don't get me wrong, but I was gutted. <laughs> I was really gutted that I missed it. Actually, I think uh, Mark Highland was at it as well, and myself and Owen and Mark all kind of going. Oh, great day, lovely weather, lovely wedding, but Jesus, wouldn't I have loved to have been in Celtic Park to see this? Imagine Cavan beat Tyrone tomorrow. You don't want to not be there. You, you don't want to be one of those people who go, oh yeah, I just decided not to go. Jesus, just for the opportunity. Like, Can you imagine if we beat Tyrone tomorrow? Look at um that was the 20th of July 2013. The reason I remember the date is because we also beat them in the Ulster final in 97 on the 20th of July and it was a similar day weather-wise and every other way and it's it's even going to be even hotter, hotter tomorrow. 
I look back two years ago I did a piece um, in the South looking back on the 1983 game which was the last time Cavan beat Tyrone in the championship it was the day that Martin Lynch scored 7 points and anyone that was at that game would always remember when I was ringing people up about it they all said isn't that the day Lynch, Lynch scored all the points mm-hmm. he kicked freeze from everywhere that, that day uh, the Rammer man but I, I started the piece with this story Joe Dillon can well, rem- well remember his first time in a Cavan dressing room it was 1978 and team man- manager Father Benny Maguire was in full flow I remember Father Benny saying imagine it's nearly 10 years since he won the Ulster Championship that was an awful thing at the time. Jesus, what was going on? How had we gone so long without winning it? Joe recalled in an interview. Little did I know, he added wistfully, that I'd play for 12 years and we never won one. My God. And here we are. Um, you know, when, when Kia Mackey made his debut for Cavan in 2005, when, when Shawnee Johnson made his debut for Cavan in 2003, in the, both in the qualifiers, we wouldn't have thought um, at that stage. So when Jelly made his debut in, in 2003, it was 20 years since Cavan had beaten Throne in the Championship. Here we are now, 15 years later, we still haven't beaten him in the championship. And in that time, we've drawn with them twice and we've taken two tankings and replays well, sure, as well. If, if that shows nothing, it's it's that we're definitely going to beat them tomorrow because, you know, that's the way the GEA works. You know, <laughs> at some point it has to. Yeah, well, there is, a, isn't there, one of those, uh, Mickey Hannaby man for this, one of those mathematical laws, the laws of diminishing returns or something that's something right. along those lines that everything, every sequence has to end at some stage. That's it. And that's I mean, it. And tomorrow could be the day. It Like, Looking, looking at it, looking at Tyrone, okay, geez, I tell you what, if we'd got them when Mead got them in that first round, you'd have you'd have fancied our chances. I think we'd have been better prepared to beat them than, than Mead were. Um, you know, they, they got over that wobble a bit and in fairness were quite convincing winners against Carlo, albeit still conceded 110, was it, mm. against mm. Carlo. So but, um, yeah, now only three points of that came from open play, I, I, I think I understand. So... You know, while maybe that shows that there's defensive frailties in their discipline sometimes, Tyrone, from open play, it's hard to get scores against them. Carlo kept it very tight for the first 20 minutes, and as you would expect, Carlo are the poster boys for, for ultra defensive football at the minute. Um, but once Tyrone got on top of them, coming up to half time, Carlo, I thought, gave up the ghost a wee bit, and Tyrone put up 314. Uh, now, that was a hell of a score yeah. um, in, in Dr. Cullen Park as well. You know, I thought it was it was good scoring. Sort of well versed now in playing against a mass defence. And make no mistake, like that's what Cavan are going to play tomorrow. I can't see them tearing up the, the script again. And and, and they, you know they probably will improve on it. I'm sure they will every time they play it. They're going to refine and improve on it a wee bit. But that's what Cavan are going to be playing. But Carlo have been playing that for a couple of years now, so they've they've got used to it. They've got used to playing on the tight pitch there in Carlo as well, which will probably be um, a mirror image of what Brewster will be tomorrow. So. From that point of view, yeah, I think Tyrone are probably improved a little bit. They've they've recuperated. They probably they probably got a land when when Monaghan knocked them out of the championship in Oma, um, or the Ulster Championship. And Mead probably had the beating of them. Should have beaten them. And, and Mead have a terrible record against Northern teams going mm. back ten years. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think Cavan are a better team than Mead. Uh, so we're a better team than Carlo too. Yeah, I do so think. So should we score more than one ten against Tyrone and keep them to less? Like that's Cal- Calvin were shocking against Darren Damien. Let's yeah. let's call a spade a spade. Calvin were very bad. The, the the purpose of a blanket defense is to stop the team from scoring, and they scored ten points in, in the, the first, first half. half. Like yeah. that, that that blanket didn't work. Look, it's, there was more holes in that than, than Joe Brawley's umbrella, <laughs> or, as Torlock O'Brien states. Brawley with holes in it. The, the, the uh, you know how did Calvin win the game? They got a lot of luck. 
And like I'll, I'll say one thing for Kevin, they hung in there. They hung in mm. there, and you have to give them credit for it. But what do you expect? You know, that's the number one thing you expect. The team is not going to give up. Well, it, it is the is the biggest disappointment, and and this is something that that I, I I think we've gone to a point in in management where now the the roaring eagles, you know, that 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 shouts and bangs walls and has bangs tables and has you hopping your head off the wall coming out tearing to get at the opposition. He's he's laughed upon and everything now is ultra calm and ultra cool and and you know there's no need to get overly excited about it. But for me so far in this championship, I haven't seen an excited Cavan team, a team that literally was going to break the dressing room door down to get at their opposition. Mm. I've seen a team that looked controlled, composed all the time bar at the end of the game when it, when a row's about to break out or a row breaks out. Then then they look like men possessed. I'd like to see tomorrow some men possessed. Now, not to the point that you do something stupid, but definitely to the point that there's a 50-50 ball. Even if I don't get that ball, I'm going to put my body into that Tyrone player's body and I'm going to hurt them. You know, yeah. I'm going to get stuck in with a good, fair, hard challenge. I'm going to bust my lungs to break up the field and as many as our players can humanly possible do it. If a Tyrone player comes into my mass defence area... If he's five yards away, I'm going to get a hit on him. You know, I don't think there was that level of aggression no. or or desire in this Cavan bunch so far this year. You're I don't right. think we've seen it. And, and that's a, a fundamental no, for me. Well, in the championship. In the like, championship. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, in the it, championship. Yeah, like we did see it in the league in, in several of the yes, games. Yeah. Like, albeit um, against lesser opposition than what we've played. Well, we played down, but definitely against nobody as good as Donegal. Um, you know, but I, I, I agree with you. So, You'd have to say that, that Cavan have... I wasn't at the Wicklow game and seemingly it was quite good against a poor team. But Cavan haven't been playing brilliantly now in these three games. Like, they were terrible against Donegal yeah. and they were they were probably as bad against Darren, if we're honest. Even though they won the game, the, the aggression wasn't there. Like And yeah, OK, they hung in there. But you have to remember, Darren started without Donal O'Hare. He's one of the best players. Um, they, they lost Kevin McCarron and Connor Harrison uh, in the 30th minute. To, to, to black card, to two black cards, yeah. they lost Caelan Mooney five minutes into the second half, and then they lost Ryan Johnson in the fourteenth minute of the second half. So that was f- there. Kevin or O'Hagan, the wing back, who was involved in the thing at the end. He, I think he's a very good player. But that was certainly five of or six best players were gone. So that's like taking uh, Garoge McCarron and Darren McFeety, you know, Park Faulkner, Killian Clark, Martin Riley, Kia Mackey, or whoever. These take them out of the Cavan team, like. And you know you'd be struggling. So you were up against a, a shadow down team there at the end, and we had to pull out all the stops. Now, what I, what I thought of the row at the end of the game, I thought it was embarrassing. I thought it was bad, and I, I think that I don't want to get personal with players or anything like that. But I think that there has been a, a leadership deficit there in that Cavan panel in the last couple of years. And leaders can be developed. And Cavan had had a lot of unlucky breaks, lost a lot of close games, didn't just get over the line, and. We had gathered up so much momentum at the end of 2016 that we were really close. So 2013, we lost to the eventual Ulster champions by a point. 2015, we lost to the eventual Ulster champions by a point. 2016, we drew with the eventual Ulster champions. They needed, they couldn't beat us. They had to come back and beat us the second day. It was that progress. I would say that was progress. We also got promoted in the league. We got a big win against Armagh. We had all the best players in the county there. So we were very, very close. What does it take to turn a draw into a one-point win? One or two percent. Mm. across the field is all you need but instead of coming on 1 or 2% we've gone back a good few percentage points in my opinion so I think that there, there was a lack of leadership there and I think how it has manifested itself 
okay, losing those those close games, but you could see they were le- so a lot of them were learning the curve. But I think a lot of it has manifested itself in terms of a lack of discipline. So, th- but that discipline has been going back a long time. Well, let's in, say in those progressive years where where we did make make progress, <laughs> we 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 still had discipline well, issues. Leadership is not. Uh, Hitting someone or getting into a brawl, like leadership is stepping up and winning that tight game, not stepping up and hitting a fella mm-hmm. and getting your cop out and going, "Oh, he's a He he lost it." That that's a cop out. We've seen players before who get sent off all the time and they get a name for for a hard man, tough man. They're not a tough man. They're actually a weak man. They're the fella who can't handle it because when it gets tight, that's when fellas go off. So you take twenty thirteen. Um, we had a big brawl up in Brewster uh, after the qualifier win against from or during the qualifier win against Fermanagh. And there was, a, there was a few suspensions was it out of it. Sorry, it was a Breffney. Yeah. Um, 2014, we had a massive um, brawl before the game against Armagh. 2015, we had a man sent off in the first half. He emerged for the second half, got a red card in a winnable qualifier game against Roscommon, which we lost yeah. out of the championship. 2016, a year that everything was falling into place for Cavan, as I've said repeatedly, we had a man sent off in the first half. We lost to Derry, who, who never should have been beating us. And then uh, 2017 was fine. 2018, we've had a row after the games. So we're having rows before games, after games, during games. It's a, it's there's an ongoing discipline problem, and I, I think, I think we're lucky to get these players back for this week, and we need to really, really, really keep our discipline now tomorrow. Yeah, but it's, it, it's, it's treading that fine line between being disciplined but bringing aggression to the game, and and it's, it's just going over the line sometimes is the issue. But I, I still, I, I think I'd still even rather see. You know, lads playing on that line. Like another, another probably example for me about Killian the Gunner. For me, is a player that'll always play with aggression. He'll go in. He'll 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 battle. He'll he'll force more turnovers in a game than most players can do throughout the rest of the the seventy odd minutes. But going back to Terry Highland, and and it was Terry who started this. As soon as Killian the Gunner gets a yellow card, he's taken off. Now, at the start of that, I could agree with it. That for that first season that that started to happen, then yeah, look at we. I agree with it. He's getting too many cards after getting a yellow card that you have to take him out of it. But he's matured. He surely, if he hasn't matured enough in the last three years of of doing that, or even four years of doing that, then then don't have him on the team. Don't have him on the panel because you can't trust him. But I, I I think it's a little bit insulting to Killian the Gunner that four years after when he was that bit. More immature and making the same mistakes. We we no manager has trusted him yet to say, well, look at after a yellow card, we still believe that you're going to have enough smarts about you to not get another yellow card. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I agree with you on that. I think he's got an awful lot of qualities. Like, and aggression is one of them. Yeah. Like a, a big quality he has a physical strength. Like, um, but it has to be undermining his confidence that yeah. that he seems to get get substituted a lot. You know, he, he it's rare that that he starts and finishes a game, and I, that I would imagine that's undermining his confidence. Like I think, um, with with a bit more coaching, like he he has, has potential to be a hell of a footballer. Like, because you want that aggression. Like, oh, yeah. he, he, well, that's the, why that's why Killian is a big fan's favorite team. And you talk to any anyone in Cavan, like, and a lot of supporters love to see his name on the team sheet because yeah. they love that bit of bite that he brings to the game. That's it. Like, you you take it back to when he was on the twenty one. He was playing as a midfielder. He wasn't playing in a midfielder because he was a high fielder of a ball. He was playing in a midfielder because he brought aggression to that middle toward with his work rate, with his energy all the time, his his ability to turn over the ball. And that that was a key component of that on the twenty one team uh, winning Ulster. So I I can't understand that that 
we continue to to tar him with that brush. I'd love to see him just being given the opportunity. Look, at if he goes and gets a second yellow card, then I leave the microphone here and, and, and say I was completely wrong and the management were right. But I think it's time to give him that chance anyway. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see it. And I think that that has an impact on the team. The fact that, well, Killian's got a yellow card and he's been taken off. Geez, maybe I shouldn't tackle hard. Maybe I should stay away from that tackle in case I get a yellow card and then I'm taken off. I think it has a knock-on effect on the team. But if Cavan are going to be Tyrone, they're going to need players that are willing to go in on those tackles. Yeah, we're going to have to fight fire with fire, like because Tyrone, Tyrone uh, don't respect Cavan. No, like they've no respect for Cavan, and you know uh, it's sickening me to the stomach to hear Sean Cavan and making comments like, uh, "We never had an easy game against Cavan." He said in an interview before the league final last year, like you did have easy games against Cavan. Don't give me that shit, like. Yeah. And but that's where it's patronising. Yeah, it was, and we don't want that. Like, like. Who wants to be patronised? I, I think it's a big win like this is long overdue. Like, like how how long is it going to be? How long are we going to wait? And I'm not... You know, uh, the point I'm trying to make is it's 12 years since we beat a Division 1 team in the Championship. We went 17 years without beating Tyrone in anything at adult level until we beat them in the McKenna Cup last year. And this year they came back with a vengeance. I beat us by 21 points. Now, it's, it's the swagger of Tyrone as well. They... They'll beat you by five, but as handy to beat you by five, they might they'll beat you by fifteen. Yeah. And they they've shown us that before. They've destroyed us before at times. When they get on top of you, they remind me of Calvin Gales in that sense. If they get on top of you, they won't stop. They play a running game, and they'll keep running it, and they'll run through you. And when you're when you're tired and you're demoralised, they're bringing fresh legs in, and they are running through you, and they won't stop. And they'll run in goals as well. But the the point is that tomorrow again is the opportunity, and. Let's hope that the lads are, are, are up for this game, that they come out and show that bit of aggression, that bit of bite, that bit of pride in the Cavan jersey, that they're, they're, they're going to die with that jersey on them. They're going to die to try and win the game. And I think if we if we see that from Cavan, if we see a, a level of aggression, a level of, as a, and I'm going to continue to state, controlled aggression, but passion desire to get on the ball, desire to support the man on the ball, just real hunger for a victory. If we see that and even you're bet by a point or two, I think Cavan will take that. You know, I think it's the performance. As you said, the Cavan supporters are educated enough to know the difference between a very poor performance and a victory or a very good performance and a loss against a good team. And and they're educated enough to know that. And I think... But we can't go in with that attitude. But you're, you're, you're right. You're right. I I just wanted to make the point before the game that that a win a win is a win is a win against her own. Yeah. So not to come in here on Monday and if it's a bad game and Cavan scrape it, uh, there'll be no there'll be no negativity out of me or no. you. Because, oh no! If Cavan win it one point to nil, it'll be the greatest <laughs> result of Cavan's in in twenty years. Like yeah. that's that's the reality of it. Yeah. So regardless of what you what <laughs> I suppose the final message and we'll close on this one before we move on. Whatever it takes, Cavan have to do it to win. That's it. Correct. Last comment. Talking about Cavan GA stars. Paul Brady had a philosophy sometimes. I don't know if I should be repeating this one, but I don't think he'd he mind. He, he, he said that when he went into the Hamble Alley and he closed the door behind him, some people would say that he, they're willing to die to win. He said, I'm not willing to die to win, but I'm willing to kill to win. Brilliant. He closed the door and it's man on man in there and he says, I'm willing to kill this fella, but I'm going to come out with my hand raised. And that's what we want to see from Cavan tomorrow. So the, the very Brilliant. best luck to everyone and management and players. And hopefully now they'll put a smile on our face now tomorrow evening. Now that's one I'm def- Well, I can't use it this year. I mean, I'll use it with Cavan on the 16s. <laughs> I'm not willing to die, but I'm definitely willing to kill. I love it. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> 
Kieran Callahan Electrical Limited has been providing a quality service to the industrial, commercial and domestic sectors nationwide since 1996. Reduce your business's energy bill with our energy audit. Or if you need any electrical works carried out, why not contact Kieran Callahan Electrical on 049-433-0111. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.com for more details moving on speaking of, of uh, people that are willing to kill the Cavan ladies are willing to kill the, the tribes women uh, all Ireland minor semi-final it's in moat at 2 o'clock tomorrow um, there will be updates on, on Shannon Side Northern Sound so tune in um, to, to, to Saturday Sport for those but these girls coming off a lot of them coming off the back of an all Ireland victory with, with uh, Loretto College their year just continues to get better and better and better. Yeah, phenomenal, absolutely amazing. And if they could, if they could win this one, you would genuinely would establish Cavan as the number one underage um, ladies football county at, at present. They do have a psychological boost in that they beat Presentation College to them. The Loretto College girls did, um, and there's ten or twelve of them on the panel. But uh, that comes with an asterisk attached because uh, Tume was the toughest game that Loretto College had all year, including the All-Ireland Final. They won a 2-9 to 1-9, I think it was. Very tough game. Uh, so, Galway are good. They're the All-Ireland minor champions as well, as you said. So, um, the very best of luck to the Cavan ladies. The under-14s did it. Loretto did it twice. So, there's no reason why they couldn't be an All-Ireland to come back to Cavan. But they have to get there first, but... Uh, fingers crossed they can get over the line fingers crossed looking ahead then to Sunday evening John Brady's charges take on the Banty's charges Banty a regular listener to the We Are Calvin podcast he was telling me at the at the last game in Brewster Park um, very very important battle here because I know Monaghan are still stung from or stinging from last year's minor um exit to Cavan in, in the Ulster Championship that, like what a game that was that was the most amazing underage game I've seen in years and years. If we get half the entertainment on Saturday on Sunday evening as we did last year, we're in for a hell of a treat. Absolutely, yeah. I'll never forget that evening. And that was a hell of a morning team. Was they had, they had some great players on that team. Uh, but I know this year's team now. Funny enough, they won the league and probably came into the Ulster Championship as favourites. Um, I know John Brady was very keen to big them up uh, in the interview he gave me during the week, um, and w- w- with some reason, you know. Well, they won the Jerry Riley tournament last year, beating Dublin and Mead along the way, who were two very good teams. Yeah, yeah, and they followed up winning the, that Jim McGuigan Cup, and they were okay. They were they were caught by Derry the first day. They were eight one up at half time and had that game won, um, but since then they've beaten Darren Antrim and Donegal, I think it is, mm. and they were behind in all those games. They came back, so um, you know they're they're. 
they seem to be a very good side. The Banty will have them fired up, no doubt about that, and he'll 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 really bring a professionalism to that setup as well. So um I'm not gonna say the best luck to Monaghan because obviously we want to see Cavan win it. And Cavan are no bad team either. Like they beat Derry in an epic. They didn't blink, they went toe to toe with them on the finish line, bit under Gumshield and went for it. Another epic and that was a you know, that was a marathon. Yeah. And then they they beat a very good Fermanagh side who had uh half a dozen of the of the St Michael's of the St Michael's ran a fast team that made the final and also they had the the was the Derry Gonley side who who, who won the, the Ulster Minor Tournament yeah. so a lot of them so that was what the best for Manatee Minor team I'd say in 10 years or more so yeah. um, and Cavan didn't play particularly well that even but the ground it out at the end so they have a Cavan lot of options behind like we, we, we spoke about on the seniors how you know it's it's the profile of the manager has now become a calm and, and a, a very you know calculated decision maker or, or, or calm and presence around the dressing room I, I, and I don't mean this this is absolutely a compliment to both Banty and John Brady these boys will have them tearing the door off the dressing room coming running out I, I seen Banty first hand up in Bally Buffet holding the miners underneath the tunnel I know what John Brady is like he'll have the Cavan boys just running through brick walls to get at the Monaghan boys this is two teams that are going to go hell for leather at each other and any man who shies away from it or any boy who shies away from it is going to be found wanting but you, you can't see any you can't see the manager of either side picking any player that's going to shy away from it if, if if John Brady or Banty puts their trust in you to put on that county jersey you've earned that jersey yeah that's it like, you have to see managers being themselves like, and they're both themselves yeah. um, you know they say a football team is going to be a reflection of the characteristics of its manager but if you're if you're um, putting on a front so you're a phony and your team will be a phony so it's good to see fellas wear the heart in their sleeve go for it it's, at the end of the day it's underage football it's not the end of the world if you win or lose but but that's why we see so many good games in this grade teams tend to go for that a little bit more and you know we should see a good crowd at this game at the weekend and may the best team win but hopefully the best team is Calvin yeah without a doubt as I say throw in is 5pm in the athletic grounds sorry 5.15 actually I think in the athletic grounds there'll be full live commentary on Northern Sound Radio with myself and Sean McCaffrey the, the little baldy boy from Monaghan so <laughs> <laughs> he was giving me abuse on Twitter this week by the way I uh, I I, I, I Deny all claims of me breaking speed limits last Saturday night. It was uh, the speed limits were were clearly stated that that hundred and fifty mile an hour. <laughs> I definitely didn't hit anything near hundred and fifty mile an hour. I just m- might have been going on the other side of the road to get by a couple of cars. This that was is, all. But this is all going to be in my next book, Damien. This is all going to be surely. Uh, finally, before we go, um, I just want to mention that because Saturday night's game in. Enniskillen in Brewster Park is a home game from Cavan. Cavan are looking for stewards, so there is help needed. And if you're willing to help out, um, can you please be down at the Scouts Hall at the entrance to the main car park in Brewster Park for 3.15? There's tea and sandwiches at that point. Then the briefing is at 3.30 and gates open at 3.45. So um, Kieran Callaghan there coordinating the stewards. He's looking for as much help as possible. So please do get down and, and, and help Stuart. What I anticipate will be a big crowd, especially coming north or coming from the north, coming from Tyrone. I think that they'll travel in big numbers. So let's see if Calvin can, can bring the big numbers out to support the boys and, and maybe be there on an occasion that will never be forgotten if Cavan can beat Tyrone it will be one of the best results in Cavan's recent history so 
Uh, that brings us to the end, Paul, I think, of this week's podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Damien. That concludes all business. All business is right. And remember, get in contact on our social medias, on Twitter, on Facebook, and now on Instagram. Um, we're enjoying the new Instagram experience. So um, if you haven't already followed us on Instagram, please do. Uh, thanks again to McAvice for the sponsorship of the We Are Cavan podcast. Best of luck to all Cavan teams over the weekend.